Welcome to the Breast Cancer Podcast. I am breast surgeon, Dr. Deepa Hala Harvey. And I'm Monica Brooks, a cancer advocate. And we're both breast breast cancer cancer survivors. survivors. We're here to talk about all things breast cancer. From surgery to survivorship, we know firsthand the challenges and questions a breast cancer diagnosis brings. We are here to tackle topics that impact our lives. Let's get started. Welcome back to our mini series on breast surgery. Today, we're here again with Dr. Mark Kripe and Dr. Deepa Hala Harvey. Speaking of Dr. Kripe, did you happen to see him in a recent TikTok video with Dr. Hala Harvey? <laughs> it was nice seeing him have a bit of fun, and I think he enjoyed it a bit more than he would admit. Today's topic is two are better than one. Did you know that two breast surgeons can perform surgery at the same time on the same person? Take, for example, a bilateral mastectomy. What are some of the benefits for the patients? How are surgeons keeping you their top priority outside of the operating room? Let's listen in to this discussion. Dr. Hala Harvey, let me start with you by asking, is it common to have two breast surgeons working on one patient at the same time? Yeah, it's not very common thing. Even our fellows point out that in the country, there's about 30% of the the breast surgeons that work together. And I reviewed like four articles in preparation for this. And all of them have said the operative time for the patient is is less, not just the surgical operative time, the entire operative time, which means as a breast surgeon, when you do a mastectomy, you remove breast and the plastic surgeon does the reconstruction. And all the overall operative time is lower so the operative time is lower, and uh, Dr. Hala Harvey, when you and I were talking ahead of time, you had mentioned also how that would impact the anesthesia. They're under the anesthesia for a shorter period of time, which would then impact how they are billed for anesthesia. So I think that's a complete win for cancer patients. Um, you also mentioned complications. What does that mean for complications? When we talk about complications from surgery, such as like a blood clot or a pneumonia and, you know, problems with wound healing, things like that, the less time under general anesthesia, you better, you know, less likelihood of getting those complications. So for example, if I'm to have a bilateral mastectomy, you would work on one side of my breast. Let's say Dr. Kripe works on the other half. I'm sure you're both learning from each other at the same time. So tell us more about that. For me, it's great because whatever he learns, he shares with me. Or if I can do something better, he gives me feedback, which I'm always constantly feel like. And I'm it goes learning. both ways too. You also give me yeah. feedback, <laughs> yeah. and, and we yeah. talk back and forth. So I don't think it's just one yeah. way. And that's what's great is that now we're partners, and it's yeah. not still that I'm like your trainer. Still, yeah. I, I think it goes both ways. Like, hey, I, I saw this thing, or I was just at this conference, and they talk about doing this other thing, and even our fellow. Uh, Caitlin Holmes went to like, it was a virtual conference, but listened in and said, Hey, we can position the patient a little bit differently for mm-hmm. when we do the one type of surgery, the nipple sparing mastectomy that, so we're not like ducking under and trying to look under, but it's a way of positioning the patient that's better. So I think we both want to keep learning yeah. and we're always kind of saying, Hey, what about this? Or, Hey, I learned this new technique or this. And so we just keep pushing each other, which is great. Yeah. I think we're all somewhat perfectionists, which is a good and a bad thing, right? You want yeah. a surgeon that's a perfectionist but you maybe don't want a spouse or, you know, someone else training you that's always pushing, but I always want to push myself. And after every case, we always kind of pause, okay, what could we have done a little different or a little better? And now we operate together on people that when having both breasts removed the bilateral mastectomy, we try to operate together to cut down the operative time and decrease infection, a number of other things. But by doing that, 
and she's doing one side and I'm doing one side. We're always kind of looking over at the other side and say, hey, what are you doing over there? And what's that look like? And, and if we learn little tricks, because over time as you're operating, you will learn hopefully improvements in your technique, then we can keep pushing each other and share those techniques with one another right then and there in the OR rather than waiting next month, let's say for a business meeting or something. So it's another great thing when we hang out together in the OR and we're pushing each other and we're learning from each other. And hopefully that's just helping elevate the care that the patients receive. I want to bring this to life a little bit for our audience and give a real life example. And I haven't really shared this with a lot of people, not even on my social media, but I had to go in for a punch biopsy recently for a spot on my skin along my mastectomy scar. And Dr. Ella Harvey, of course you were there and you knew what you were doing completely confident in what you were doing, but you went to ask Dr. Kripe a question and then Dr. Kripe, you came in and you were, you know, keeping me distracted, which was nice. And, but you know, towards the end, Dr. Hala Harvey, you were doing something and Dr. Kripe chimed in and said, Hey, I learned how to do that a little differently. And it's a lot easier. And you were like, Oh, what's that? And I just like laid there looking up at both of you like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool to see this happen in real life and how they're really learning from each other. And I think it's, a testimony to how you work together, but also the fact that you can continue to learn and can continue to offer different things to your patients. There's just, and that's just a, on a small scale, but I imagine it's the same way in caring for a patient on a bigger scale, like surgery. When you're taking care of a person, it's not like, all right, this is the one way we're doing it. And it used to be that way where it was like, you had a mastectomy, it was a radical mastectomy, you took all of them, did everything. I was like, all right, wait, you're going to have some complications with that and you're not gonna get benefit. So they did multi-institutional randomized trials to find out there's not benefit. Okay, let's push the envelope next. You don't need to remove the breast every time you can do a lumpectomy. Okay, let's push the envelope next. So you, you continue to push the envelope and ask these difficult questions, which I think is great. And then just between the you know two of us and our other partners and medical oncologists, we have a, a pre-treatment conference every Friday where we push each other like, okay, this is like, what chemo are they gonna get? All right. Well, why? What study was it? Well, what about this other study? Like, can we continue to push the envelope for patients' care, not just in surgery? Like, mm -hmm. that's what we do. But we're always hopefully pushing each other, but yet working with our colleagues for the care of that patient, which is, I think, key. I think growing is so important, and I, you know, as long as you're breathing and living, mm -hmm. you always have something to learn and get better. And, you know, my mentors always said in residency, if you're not learning, you should be dead. <laughs> or retired. If you're not learning, just retire. Retire. Just, just, just go. Yeah. Yeah, you're Someone's done. retired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that sounds better. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about the different kinds of mastectomies that you do. Um, how has that changed over the last, let's say, five years? And what do we have to look forward to in the future? Yeah. So like Dr. Kripe was saying earlier, that there's different types of mastectomies over 100 years ago, we not only removed the breast tissue, but the muscle and the lymph nodes. And we evolved. And really, this evolution has not happened. And it just happened more recently since the 1970s, where now we have gone from that, that top of a mastectomy, which is called a radical mastectomy, to what we call a modified radical mastectomy, where we remove the breast tissue, the lymph nodes, and the cancer is involving the lymph nodes. And we don't, we don't typically remove the muscle unless the cancer is involving the muscle. Then there is a total or simple mastectomy where we remove the nipple areolar complex, the breast tissue. And then there is a skin sparing mastectomy where if you imagine breast as a pillow in a pillowcase, we remove the pillow and leave the 
the pillowcase for mm -hmm. the plastic surgeon mm -hmm. to put in either a temporary um, implant called a tissue expander or sometimes a permanent implant, or they can also perform reconstruction using their own body tissue. Okay. And then most recently in the last two, four or five years, we've been performing more nipple sparing mastectomies. This is where women gets to preserve her nipple areolar complex and the skin as an envelope and the plastic surgeon then does a reconstruction. That is technically a pretty challenging surgery mm -hmm. just because of how the dissection happens in surgery. And so not too many surgeons I think have adopted that because of the the technique and also the fatigue one can develop as a result of doing it on both sides. I think doing surgery, I equate kind of back to being an athlete. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting ready for a race, you're all getting pumped up and you kind of have your pre-race thing where it's listening to music or having fun or telling jokes. And it, I think of surgery almost that same way where it's, it's kind of a race. This is your event that you're doing and you've got this person's life that they've entrusted to you and you want to cut out the cancer and you want to have good cosmesis and I talk about breast surgery as really the ultimate body art because you're making hopefully an, an incision that the goal would be it's hidden. You can't see it, can't find it. I love it when I go in to see a patient years later, I'm like, wait, where was your surgery? At? Like that, that's great to me. So it's, it's really artistic. And so you're pretty intensely focused on that person. And when you're doing an hour case or an hour and a half case and it's so focused. And then if you, when we do bilaterals, then if I have to now go to the other side, you're like, you're exhausted. Yeah. Like at the end of like three hours, you're like mentally, physically spent. Like we did a whole day of, of surgery the other day. And I was like, after eight, nine hours, I'm like, I'm, I'm beat. Mm. Like just emotionally kind of drained because you kind of get up for that surgery, almost like any other sporting activity or whatever. And it is, I think, very emotionally taxing as well as physically taxing. And that's another thing I think is uh, outstanding about doing the cases together is you're pushing each other. There's always a little competition. So you don't want to fall behind your yeah. partner, right? So you're, you're doing well, you're kind of staying focused, you're learning from someone else. And then you're also not as physically like drained and you can be, I mean, we try to have fun too, right? Yeah. So we're always talking during the case and, and having a good time. It just, it makes the whole day and the whole experience, I think better for us as surgeons, but also really helping the patient too. So all the way around it, it's just a much better experience day, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, just, I never thought about the fatigue yeah. that surgeons may oh, feel yeah. because you can't check out. Right. No, you have to, I mean, you need your 110% right. on right. that patient, each right. patient throughout right. the entire day. Right. And that's exactly right. And that patient is our focus in surgery right. and making sure we're doing the right thing for the patient. And by the end of the day, you're human beings. So, you know, it's, you're never perfect, but right. always wanting to be as perfect as we can be. I think this only works for people who are like-minded and want the same things for the patient and have the same values and principles. And I think we do. And as so far I as working together, working you need together. To work. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause you want to get better if you're still stuck in your training. And that's uh, unfortunately, that's easy to do because it's very easy to do. There's nobody telling you you have to yeah. get better. Nobody making you read, nobody making yeah. you go uh, to conferences. And that's what mm -hmm. I do love about the fellowship and about training people. They're going to push you. They're going to ask you questions like, well, I, this is the way it used to be. I, we should probably look it up and see if yeah. it's still that way. So you're always having people push me, push us to get better and better. And then we're looking at the new journals and we're continuously reading what's coming out next. Like you were talking about, like, what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. And then there are early adopters and what I call late adopters. So when I was out initially, I was like, oh, there's 
there's young people and old people, and there's not really, I think it's more early adopters and late adopters as far as um, how quickly you're gonna take on that new information and implement that for patient care. And that's where, again, each individual patient, you have to look at what their goals and desires are and then try to meet them with either what is standard of care now or maybe what's up and coming to make their care hopefully better or maybe less morbid, fewer complications, fewer side effects. Doctors Kripe and Hala Harvey, thank you so much for this information. I, it was definitely um, another thing I was able to learn and the benefits of having two surgeons at the same time, what it means for the patient and how you're always striving and reaching to better yourselves. So that's it for today's podcast. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye.